Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. live on Tuesday, October 20th. I am your host, the ever-COVID-free, not-a-cake, and most gorgeous man in the room, Anthony Dietrich. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, partner in crime, uglier man in the room, and most eligible about in Tallahassee, Kevin Costello. Yeah, uh, FSU football is once again the best program in the country after one solid performance, so I'm ready to uh, be handed our, our championship trophy. Also, also, aren't you a race fan? Aren't you one of the 12 race fans in existence? I am starting tonight at 8 p.m. <laughs> you talk so much trash about me being a Red Sox fan, yet you don't even know when your World Series game is starting. It's at 8.08, okay? Yes. Get it right. Get yes. it right. I'm also joined by a very special guest. We have Nate in the house, a.k.a. it's Denny time. So what's good, dude? Nice to have another Denny Hamlin fan on the podcast. Yeah, I think um, there's not many of us. I wanted to get on a podcast of some sort just to just to highlight my apologetic skills with him. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good idea. Well, welcome to the shit show. Um, we love having you, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be fun because we got so much to talk about as we do every week. There's some wild F1 rumors swimming around. There are a lot of silly season things that are now coming to fruition, including the death of Brandon Jones of the Five. Yep. And we just had a uh, Kevin. What do we call Kansas? What, 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 um, what do we call Kansas? A race that happened? A farce? I, uh, I'd say is the nicest way to put it. So I'll, I think we just hop into it. There let, was let's, let's, let's rip the bandit off. This is probably the the most pissed off the fan base has been at a race I can remember since probably Talladega twenty fifteen. Where oh surprise, God, surprise, Joe Logano ended up winning that one as well. I don't think that's the the common mm-hmm. denominator here, but just the circumstances, just bleh. yeah, it was really disheartening. <laughs> it yeah, was I'd a... say, I don't know, like it's my like the thing that pissed me off the most is not not just the package per se, and like we we we've talked about it. I think everyone's kind of done with it at this mm-hmm. point. But like the thing that really gets me about this past week that not a ton of people have been talking about the no call on chase Elliott with the whole radio thing. Like literally it's in the rule book that you have to call that team 
down on pit road and then Nasser comes out says the day later oh yeah we probably missed that when like the oh, entire broadcast man, is talking about it the entire day and it's just like ugh, frustrating that, that's so fishy i mean i mean it's yeah. obvious nascar plays favorites i mean come yeah. on this is <laughs> yeah. this is beyond known fact and obviously right. they're trying to play favorites so that chase elliott can make it into the the round of four with i guess logano hamlin and harvick depending on what happens and yeah, it's I mean, just it's so fucking sketch. Like, I don't even know, man. That's like when you have something like that that's blatantly in the rule book and NASCAR is like, oops. Like, obviously, you're going to call him out on that. And, and to go back on the racing and just harp on that, it, it felt like a kick in the nuts the last 40 laps. It really did. It was just like we're, we have the potential here and it's all just taken away with dirty air. It, it was kind of upsetting, at least on, from my point of view. I, I know there were some people that are. And I will say it was exciting. It definitely was an exciting race, but was it good? <sighs> I like just as the race went on, my like hype level just kept lowering until when I was pretty much feeling like I was oh, yeah. getting dirt mm-hmm. kicked, my, kicked in my eyes at the end. Once like, again, the honest, Xfinity. Though. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'll be honest. I I knew something was coming when Harvick could not get around Hamlin for uh, stage two. Yeah, like I thought about that. And I'm like, this is going to happen at the race end. You know, if a faster car can't get around, then that's just a bad preview. Mm-hmm. It and felt sure like enough, Indianapolis. Worse than I thought. Yeah, and it's on. it's even more ironic that like when this package was first introduced, the way we thought that it was going to thrive was these you know multi groove mile and a half tracks with cold temperatures, which we literally got both of in Kansas. It was like it's coldest cup yeah. race in five years. Uh, yeah. Since uh, I want to say Jeff Gordon won that. The walk-off race at Martinsville yeah. for his last one. It's the coldest mm-hmm. race since then. So, like, everything that could have gone right for this package went right. And yet, it here we are. It still fell. It's yeah, like, it's... honestly, no matter how much you mess with the package, it's always down to throttle response. Mm-hmm. If you don't have mm-hmm. it, you don't have good racing. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, while the race itself might have not been super exciting, we do have a couple highlights from it. First of all, um, we did have three different stage winners, which is... On paper, great. Um, yeah, that's, obviously that's rare. It depends. So we had uh, Chase Elliott win in stage one, Denny Hamlin stage two, and then Logano obviously with the win at the end. Some solid performances by Christopher Bell, who got a top 10, Austin Dillon right there in 11th, and Matthew Benedetto was hanging around that top 10 all day, finished 12th, so not a bad run, especially mm-hmm. coming off a, uh, a great week of news for him. Mm-hmm. Tough, tough day, though, for Kurt Busch. And probably, well, probably, it's definitely win or you're done for Kurt. And, I mean, we've seen him definitely win at Martinsville in the past. His last win was 2014, I believe, with Haas. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So it is possible, you know. But, I mean, I probably wouldn't give it to the Chevys right now. I, I, I think that Penske's probably going <laughs> to close out Martinsville, let's be real oh, here. Yeah. Or cheating Martin Shurek Jr. <laughs> In a um, weird way, I want to say that, like, that, well, I mean, obviously an engine blowing sucks, but it it entirely rules out Kurt Busch getting it on points. So he doesn't even yeah, have to worry yeah. about it. He can just go like, with the crazy exactly. strategies now. Right. Over His the next strategies are made simple. Yeah, it makes yeah. Matt McCall's life a little more fun and interesting. <laughs> yeah, those, these yeah, actually are yeah. fun to call, for Stay sure. Stay out and wait exactly. for caution, like you did in Vegas. Yeah, for sure. It's probably like that's it, it, we saw it in uh in the was I, I can't even say spring I guess the summer summer Texas race right. um with I was to say it's Dillon. literally how oh yeah yeah that was yeah. nuts because no one can pass so 
And Martinsville is one of those races where, like, obviously you have your heavy favorites, but with it being a short track, mm-hmm. a lot of bumping and banging, you never really truly know what's going to happen yeah, there. So, he, yeah, he's got two solid chances to somehow sneak in. I really hope we get um, out of this upcoming week at Texas, we get a winner that's between Harvick, or that, that's not Harvick or Hamlin, and then we oh. go into Martinsville, oh, dear. maybe with like a true X sitting outside, wins that race, and then one of them somehow God. does get eliminated because that would oh, just be would, the I'm biggest a, I'm yeah. That would be so dumb if if Harvick yeah. is just eliminated or something. Yeah, or I would, Hamlin. Like, it's I just... mean, I look. I'll be honest. I love Hamlin, but I would feel really bad if Harvick doesn't even get a chance mm-hmm. because I think it's pretty wrong for somebody like that to not be in. Yeah, yeah. I think that Harvick is sitting much prettier than Hamlin, though. Obviously, after this week, well, Hamlin yeah. had that issue. Um, he's going um, plus forty, right? Yeah, Harvick's yeah. plus 40, Hamlin's only plus 20, which, I mean, that's a stage... Right, a that really killed Hamlin in points, because yeah. he was, like, plus 63 before that, and then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, finishing 15th and not getting any stage points was not helping his day. I, I believe no. he did, or no, he did get stage No, he did I'm win sorry, a stage, but... I just don't know where he finished yeah. in the first one. Oh, no, he finished in fourth, so he actually did get stage points, he just... Finishing yeah. 15th doesn't help your, uh, your case when no. Harvick finishes second, Bowman and Keselowski... Mm-hmm. round out the top four there right it's, it's i think not... it's going to be a little uh tense even for him and i think anything behind him is going to be weird mm-hmm. I-, I will say we probably should have seen this logano win coming though because he's been in the oh, championship yeah. four race every even year and i, I think had him that in the final it, four. if i just look at it like from our initial picks i don't think anyone even picked logano to make the final four, so let me just go ahead and walk out of my office and double Hell check. Hell no! If if we throw it way back to our first episode, um, back from the pandemic break, I did say Logano would win the championship. <laughs> yeah, well, you're <laughs> a disgusting human being that deserves no oh love and respect. So. That's fair. I mean, I'll brag. Okay. I had Logano in my final four. Methy but... also had it. Oh, I had it too. Ha ha! Oh. <laughs> so you're you're like the most anti Logano person, yet you still pick him for the final four. Oh yeah, I'm, without a doubt, I'm the same way. Don't like him. Yeah, Joey Joey Logano has. Well, I will give Joey Logano credit. He has more hair yeah. on his balls than he does on the back of his head. So I'll give him that. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I respect him. I don't like him. Yeah, I can respect that he's a decent driver. And he does know how to be clutch in, in, in the prime he moments. Does. I mean, 2018, he, he did the same thing. He was not good all year, got a couple wins late in the year, made it to the Final Four, and won the championship. Right. I just – my issue with him stems from he races like Dale Sr., but he talks like an Xbox Live troll. <laughs> he talks like, like I don't he wants any to see Tony way. Stewart so badly, but yeah, he doesn't I know. have it's like, enough, doesn't, enough to do. He doesn't have swagger. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have what Tony had. <laughs> actual actual uh talking shit skills but hey it's okay i mean he backs it up on the track and now he's got an opportunity to, for like two weeks to basically rest for the final race i mean now he's just mm-hmm. got a and he's already won at phoenix so i mean yeah that's that's the weird thing he too, did like, beat harvick for that win yeah i feel like the only thing i would be scared of if i'm logano is if brad keselowski gets that other um, oh yeah, championship force spot because Brad is very very good at these uh, low down force races. This yeah, year. he was. Uh, I mean, he almost. Where did he had to finish good at Phoenix in the spring, even though he it's actually finally... so him Harv not Harvick um him Blaney and Hamlin all wrecked out like in the first stage, right? So that's they're, right. They're a little bit behind the eight ball, but like we said, that Loud. the closest track to Phoenix is probably New Hampshire, and he just dominated that yeah, race in the did. summer. 
Uh-huh. Penske in general, I mean, Hamlin was the only non-Penske guy that really have a chance. Well, Penske yeah. just put their money where they're where where it's worth putting it, and that's in the uh, track that yeah. is the one race championship, and and they, they have won that Loudon, package down. No, won, no, not Loudon, sorry, Richmond. They won Richmond in the fall. Yeah, dominated. Can you hit uh, Martinsville? Yeah, they 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 definitely got it down yeah. on these throttle control tracks. I mean, if you look at it, I'm pretty sure Keselowski is the best um, average over the last three years at every short track. I'm pretty sure. Oh my goodness, probably doesn't won't surprise so, me. Yeah, always, and a lot of people me. wouldn't think it, but you know, when you look at the stats, it's not surprising at all. I mean, him yeah. and Kyle Busch are like the two that I would consider, but Kyle also gets in so many wrecks; it's like his numbers oh, are yeah. skewed. Yeah. I think Hamlin is getting comparable to Bush mm-hmm. only at places, even Bristol. I mean, Hamlin's good at Bristol now too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for well, sure. Already, rounding well, out uh, the rest of that that cup race. Anything else to add, gentlemen? Um. Well, I'm glad no one uh, ate shit like we saw in the Xfinity race because uh, Kansas has been is somehow Pretty becoming violent. more and more known for some disgusting wrecks lately. Yeah, but we did have one of those disgusting wrecks, and it's a tr- smooth transition, as you'll find out. And if I'm a uh, king of transition, you know, I was leading you into that one. I basically, <laughs> I, I basically gave you the alley oop from like. Behind Thank you. the basket. <laughs> so we did indeed have one of those hellacious wrecks. We even had a flip the first time since 2010 where we finally have a flip in all three top series. And it came in a Kansas playoff race with Anthony Fast Pasta Alfredo. Yeah, that pasta was uh, quickly shitting its pants, I will say. That was, um, that was a really scary wreck. I mean, it, you know what that reminded me of, Kevin? The... Um, the Logano Danica Almirola crash in 2017, how Danica came across the track yeah. and somehow did Ooh, not yeah. flip in that one. And I mean, Anthony Alfredo just had the unfortunate situation. I mean, they were going four wide in turn one. Who was it? All Guyer was on the eight. He was on the eight. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he still got to finish the race. Lucky him. Yeah, I was working the FSU game, also out at Gordo's at a certain point, and like I go on Twitter, I'm following along on Twitter, and I just see, I think it was Pacres, he was like, yeah, we have a car upside down, and I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. I was like, wait, I'm sorry, I gotta go on Twitter real quick, this, yeah. is, this seems wild, and I caught the end of the race from that point on, because I think I was watching uh, FSU and uh, Rays baseball yeah, over in Clearwater. A wild, wild night in sports, and yeah, with a flipping... At a mile and a half. When's the last time we saw it a flip in the mile and a half? I know oh Tim so, Peters in 2017 yeah. at Texas or something. Yeah, that was that was the one I remember. In yeah. the Xfinity series, I want to oh, throw it boy. back to 2007 or 8 when Brad Keselowski did that at uh, California. Or okay, Ottawa, he didn't sorry. he didn't flip. What was the he, one? Just, he didn't flip. Oh, he flew through the air for like one. eight minutes. But besides that, yeah, there was one with like Joe Nemechek at some track. Oh yeah, oh, Nashville. Oh, kept driving. Yeah. It was Nashville, yeah. That was right. a that was a weight shift thing. Yeah, too. it was weird. Yeah, yeah. The, you don't see those too often. We almost saw that at Daytona, or we basically just saw that at Daytona with Ty Majeski. Yep, exactly. So yeah, it's very really rare saw. you see wrecks like that, though. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, hey, real. But the real story of this race is the fact that Chase Briscoe, with eight wins, now got his ninth on the season and is going to be Nine. in the championship yep. four. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's really a lot of wins, Kevin. I I think that we said that he could probably do ten. I think now can't, uh, <laughs> Phoenix might be number ten here. <laughs> I mean, Briscoe's got to feel good. I mean, hey, one less thing to worry about for the next two races, right? Exactly. He's gonna make it in, but I mean, we yeah, we he was one of those guys that you would think would make it in no matter what. But just to have, like you said, those two weeks off, um, mm. 
I think he like he could spend more time in the sim or practice whatever mm-hmm. on iRacing for Phoenix. So I would not say Phoenix is one of his best tracks. Like if this no, if this finale no, was at Homestead, I'd say he's gonna lap the field. Oh yeah, just um, wrap yeah. it up, put yeah. it in a nice basket, and send it off to Briscoe's uh, residency. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, but uh, well, I mean, hey, like you said, more time in the sim, more time practicing. Mm-hmm. That's a good opportunity, and um, you know, a couple other drivers now looking. Looking oh, at things, boy, I mean, yeah. Gregson just absolutely needs uh, not a miracle, but definitely is going to need a he's win. Gonna it be, feels like, oh my god, he's going to be a bull in a china shop in Martin. I, oh, am, I know, I can't. I am, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be angry. Gregson, definitely everyone's favorite. Um, I will say, I saw this stat from our good friend Brock Beard that I think this is the first time the nine car has finished in last place in fifteen years. Wow. I think. It was something crazy like that. Oh, it was Casey Kane in at Dover in 2006. So yeah, wow. the nine car definitely has been very, very good in Xfinity, and um, you know now I expect it to get even more. Martinsville's coming up, so that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be crazy because they haven't raced in so long there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the last time there was an Xfinity race in Martinsville. I don't think I've ever seen one. Just off the top of my head. Yeah, same. And it's gonna be the best part. It's gonna be Halloween night. So you know Ooh. some cra- and it's a full moon. So spooky, like, spooky. And you got Noah Gregson in the field. Exactly. So a lot, a lot it is a night shit. race then. <laughs> yes. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be so good. Um shouts out though to guy uh Ryan Sieg finishing in third place. I mean, what if we do see Sieg in the championship four? That would be weird. It'd be weird, yeah, but I'm, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't hate yeah. it. I mean, dude, good for him, though. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. he was running really well. And I got to give another shout-out to Brett Moffitt. I mean, the finish of seventh doesn't really show it. But Homie was running top three there at the final run. And, I mean, good on him. And yeah, obviously, yeah, the late race caution kind of threw a loop in there. And, I mean, you know, but you look at the guys like Austin Hill, Josh Williams, Brett Moffitt finishing in the top ten. I mean, that's just so cool to see. I think a lot of those guys are definitely better than where they are. I mean, I don't think Austin Hill should sure. be in trucks on talent. He's got to be way above trucks at this point. Everyone keeps saying that we're going to lose talent in Xfinity, and it's like we could move Austin Hill and Brett Moffat full-time in Xfinity, and it would be freaking yeah, awesome. they just need money. That's all it's stopping Yeah, them. I mean, I would love to see GMS open back up their Xfinity team. I know that's extremely unlikely, but, I mean, that would right. be really awesome to see them putting Moffat full-time there. And I know Austin Hill is eventually going to move up um, full-time in Xfinity. I'm hoping he gets yeah, to do it with Hattori Racing. I'm not going to, you know, say they're going to be like, oh, the next super team, but, like, Austin Hill sure has the talent to make them a competitor. Yeah, honestly, I think they're better than KBM and trucks as of now. (laughs) I I think it's more the drivers than than the equipment down there. But yeah, for sure, Austin Hill is is a talented driver. And, um, you know, I mean, definitely looking forward. I mean, we got Texas this upcoming week. So, I mean, I'm not expecting anything too crazy. I mean, I, I don't know... Really, if we're going to see anything other than a centric Briscoe show, but I mean, yeah, Martinsville's going to be a shit show. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. All right, um, so enough of the Xfinity race. Like we said, great win by by Chase Briscoe. Also, solid runner up finish by Daniel Hamrick. Needed that run. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean he's fighting for his career at this point. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely gotten much better over the last few weeks. I think I can finally officially. I think I said it on last week's episode, um, but I think we can officially put the eight cars curse to bed. It's been actually finishing races and finishing races well, so it's actually good mm. to see that. I would like to see Hemrick get that full time ride rather than Jeb Burton. No offense to Jeb, you know I I, I love mm. Ward Burton, but 
Daniel Hemrick has been showing <laughs> showing out. So, I mean, what are you going to do? This might be the first time, Anthony, that we have talked about Daniel Hamrick in a positive manner in like six the last two weeks. Podcast. I've been very positive about him. I haven't been here, so yeah, that's fair. <laughs> anyway, right, um, last thing from that race, moving on. I have to give a shout out to Josh Williams finishing sixth place in that ninety-two mm-hmm. car. Awesome run. Yeah, good on him, man. That was awesome to see. Yeah. All, All right. right, trucks, trucks, trucks. And uh, congratulations, to, I didn't watch the race, but congratulations to Brett Moffat on taking another victory. Or this is his first win of the season, is it not? Yeah. I mean, no way. I don't think anyone expected this one to be It really first, doesn't but... feel like it. Wow, it does <laughs> not feel does. like that at all. So Brett Moffat, who broke both of his legs in March, <laughs> is now this. in the championship <laughs> four. Yeah, he's <laughs> a single race. And then miss a single race, broke both legs as a win and a spot in the championship. I mean, it worked I for Kyle Busch, so I don't see why it won't work for Brett Moffat. I, I think it's just the key. I think, honestly, if Denny doesn't win it this year, I'm just going to have to go down to his house, bring a sledgehammer, yeah, and create my favorite scene in misery. I mean, look at look at every time he's torn an ACL, he wins every right? single time. That is very true. Denny like, he won a race a couple weeks after he tore one, I think, 2015. And he drove he the entire race. season with one. I yeah, saw Kozlowski get wheelchaired to his mm-hmm. race car at Pocono in 2011 after his Road America practice crash, and he won that race. So, I mean, yeah. there's something. They get superpowers. There, there is something about breaking your legs, I think, that, that helped you win racing. Like Brad Kozlowski, 2011 yeah. at Pocono. Yeah. Like, I, for whatever, even I felt the same way. Like, every time I played youth sports, every time I had some sort of nagging injury, I would do better. I can't explain why, but. It's the adrenaline. It's got to be. Probably. We figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean overall in the truck race though just looking at the did anyone here watch it i'll be honest i probably watched the last stage because i was kind of out running errands that day and didn't yeah i was but... i was out old i was out golfing on saturday so i didn't, I didn't get to I shot yeah, some like of us a, some of us had to work anthony i'm sorry yeah, some i was gonna play golf yeah. <laughs> Either way, though, I will just looking at it. I, I I do know that Ingram crashed early. Um, I mean, I can also look and see that says lap thirty eight. So that's probably going to screw him out of a chance in the championship four. However, I do like his odds. Um, at Texas, if they play the strategy game properly, yep. um, just because that's how they ended up winning at Kentucky last year, and I know they have a strong mile and a half car, especially since it's GMS, and I know that uh, Mari, if he can do whatever it takes to get. Three of his trucks in, or I'm sorry, all four in the championship four. You know, he'll do it. I didn't realize they were all that. Yeah, you got Zane Smith, uh, what is it, Sheldon Creed, and Angram. And And then obviously their fifth one is David Gravel, (laughs) (laughs) the legend himself. I've always considered that truck more like a waiting until Sam Mayer turns 18. Thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, Sam Mayer's going to get to do Xfinity next year. I, be, I definitely can see him being a future champion. Yeah, I'd say yeah, Sam Mayer probably full time in that truck little. starting in uh, 2022 when he's like fully yeah. 18 for the whole season. Yeah. Well, um, I want to see where did she. So I, Haley Deegan made her debut in this race. I don't know. She finished in 16. It's not bad. Oh, I mean, no, only a lot down. Only a lot down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that that's good for your first race at a track that's seems to be pretty difficult to pass. I mean, just for watching i racing this past week and watching the races, it, it's Kansas. It's a good multi group track, but it doesn't. I don't think it's as good as Chicago Land, and it just makes me sad every time I think about the fact that we won't get to race at Chicago Land next year, it's, yeah, or maybe ever again. 
I admittedly, I never got the hype for Chicago until about five years ago. Then I really mm-hmm. started to like it, and now mm-hmm. I miss it. So I yep. never thought I'd be in this place, but I Chicago do. Land feels like a track that I could compare it to Breaking Bad on television. We didn't know it was good until it was really fucking good, and then it just ended. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty much like NASCAR fans with any driver that doesn't mm-hmm. get a lot of loves. <laughs> and then when they're gone, they're like, oh, man, I really miss Greg Biffle. See, Kevin, <laughs> this is gonna mention Biffle. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> See, Kevin, this is why it's awesome I'm a Brandon Jones fan, because I've been known he's good and now it's paying right. off. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like me with the Hamlin. It's like I suck up from through the whole win this year and everyone's like, No, no, Bell's gonna get the ride. I'm like, No, he's not. Like, Did you know Christopher be Bell's gonna replace Denny Hamlin in the eleven car in twenty twenty? Or at least that was the hot rumor. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my one. god, I had friends tell me that for weeks on end. <laughs> oh man that was a frustrating frustrating time but i i called my shot i said that he was a favorite to win the 500 that year and sure enough he won so yep mm-hmm. all righty so anything else from the kansas weekend lads um maybe don't put it in the champion in the round of eight anymore i don't know. <laughs> move it with las vegas <laughs> so you're saying you won it the second to last race is that's what we're getting or second to last race of that round instead of the first race because that's what we're getting next year bud uh i i really do like vegas more than i like uh kansas right now and i think vegas would be a much better round of eight track but i I mean i don't know also the fact that it's literally freezing out there uh, you know yeah although nothing would be funnier than just a random block of ice on the track that the drivers (laughs) have to avoid just like okay you're gonna lose grip for like two seconds but it'll be funny Yep. <laughs> oh man. Um Alrighty. okay, so we didn't have any other racing this weekend except for the Bathurst one thousand. And Kevin, I know uh, you didn't watch that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh Nate, did you watch it at all? I'll be honest, I saw a couple hours of it on a stream and I liked what I saw, but it's just I, there has to be some way to make it more accessible for Americans to see it. Yeah. And like I'm not I think I I'm not it. fond of having to watch on a stream every time, so Oh, that's how I just do it at this point, man. That's just the only way I can. I have to watch it on screens because I don't have a cable subscription right now. Oh, yeah, I got YouTube TV, so. Yeah, YouTube TV, I've I've heard, is great. YouTube TV sponsor us. But, um, yeah, this was the last race for Holden, um, which I will say, they were talking about moving uh, the Corvette or something to supercars next year. It was one of the Chevy. um, Yeah, I thought it was like Corvette Camaro. Or it was a Camaro. It's going to look sick. It is going to look sick next year. Um, I do want to actually watch Supercars next year, so I think next year we'll start a segment. Anthony's down, um, down under experience, we'll call it, I guess. Or we'll, we'll, super, we'll, super, we'll, we'll figure out the name. Supercars now reminds me of how I was with F1 a couple of years ago. Like I'd see the highlights, and I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool, and then like not watch it, and then here I am now with F1. Yeah. I think that one yeah, day, I'm... and yeah, you mentioned it, Nate. Like, if we could just get like better broadcasting for it, or even just delayed broadcast, because nobody yeah, on my just timeline... give us like a stream or something. You know, yeah, on... nobody on my timeline is spoiling um, who wins these races for the most part. So <laughs> yeah. it's like I could watch like three a in the morning, anyways. Yeah, I could watch a recorded thing. Um, but yeah, shouts out to um, I guess Van. Gisbergen, that's not a real name, on winning the Bathurst 1000. Tander Van Gisbergen, those are their names. Do they switch drivers? Yeah, they have I think drivers. they have like co drivers for the long races, right? Yeah, yeah, I will actually. It's what, like a six hour race? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The qualifying seems to be the most important thing of the weekend. I feel like just like they put on some just heaters of laps. And I've driven Bathurst in like video games. It's a dumb track. Yeah, like, that is amazing. so hard to drive. 
Beautiful. It's one of my favorites in Forza. <laughs> yeah, Forza for me also. That's like but not it, iRacing. <laughs> iRacing it's a joke, but like it is a beautiful track and the drivers love it because they're insane people. But I mean, you know, God bless them, dude. That's that's the art of driving right there. <laughs> so yeah, next year we will actually try and do more supercar stuff, but shouts out to um Tander Van Gisbergen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. We're gonna wrap news. Yeah, let's I think the way we're gonna do this is because we have so much silly season news. Um we're just gonna focus on NASCAR for the immediate future. I'm gonna give I'm gonna say the move that happened and I'm gonna let y'all give your thoughts on it thirty seconds or less. Thirty seconds or less? Damn, dude. Are you gonna yep. keep us on a timer? Boy, yes, okay. I will cut you off. Oh, thank God. You're really putting the pressure on me. All right, Nate, you get to go first though. You wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you wow. Of, all right, guess go first. Yes, go first. <laughs> all right, all right first, Kevin. First topic. Chase Briscoe finally confirmed to the number 14 Stuart Haas car for 2021 in the Cup Series, replacing Clint Boyer. Go. I like it, to be honest with you. I mean, I didn't think Boyer did bad in the car, but I'm a huge Briscoe fan, so I was really hoping for it to happen, and we finally got it. So good for him. Is it, is it my turn? Yes, it is. Duh! Of course we knew that Chase Briscoe was going to the 14 <laughs> next year. It was, Or not next year, but eventually. It just depended on A, when Boyer was retiring, B, if he really wanted to sit in this car in the last year of this package, or C, if he wanted to go to the 32 just to get racing experience. But Briscoe won nine races now, at eight as of the um, announcement or whatever. It's like, yeah, obviously Briscoe is going to go to cup next year it would have been stupid to leave him down there at this point so i'm happy for him get 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 some dubs next year bud agreed i mean i have been on record saying chase briscoe will be my next number one driver in cup series whenever he gets there and literally could not pick a better ride considering i grew up a massive tony stewart fan and he's gonna be driving that car i'm i'm super excited to see what he could do and could not have happened to a nicer guy the times that i've come across mm-hmm. him whether it be in person or social media he is the nicest guy, and literally, I'm so happy for him. Yeah, literally meeting Briscoe at Daytona and just walking up to him, waving at him, and having a, like a five minute conversation was awesome. Like Briscoe's such a chill person. Like we just talked like we were just homies, and it was like I'm yep. very happy for this guy. So good luck next year, and I think that is going to be the he is the first rookie I think for next year announced at Trust the moment. Ch- well, oh, yeah, what? well. <laughs> we'll see yeah. what NASCAR says about that. Yeah. I feel like Chastain has run a hundred races in cups. Like I'm gonna that. look that up right now, actually. So, Kevin, what's the next thing you wanna? All right, next one. Eric Jones to the forty-three. You on my upper? Yeah, you yep. go first. Okay. Well, first of all, I mean, I get why Toyota moved on from him. Like they had Bell, he was like their golden child. So. But still, I mean, it's a downgrade for Jones, but it's better than not being in the sport. So I guess at that point, he just had to take whatever was left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anthony. So Chastain has 79 races, including a full season last year. Um, okay. So obviously, this is a huge downgrade. And I mean, by downgrade, I mean, ugh, I feel so bad for Eric. But if you look at it, the 43 car is only going to get better. Eric Jones is a damn good driver, and with an R&D car, basically, for JGR, he's still running in the top 20, so I don't think that this is actually going to be that much of a change, other than the fact that he's not going to be competing for wins. He'll be competing for top 10s, top 15s. Um, 
you never want to make a lateral move, and I don't think you ever want to make a downgrade. But, I mean, Eric Jones can do this for two, three years and maybe find something else. It's it's not the end of his career, absolutely not. I just don't think we'll see him in victory lane in the 43. Yeah, my thoughts are, I think he's still going to be in that unfortunate scenario of competing for that final playoff spot, and he's yes. going to come up just short just because of the competition. I expect him to not mm-hmm. crash as much just because <laughs> he's going to have to take care of those cars. Um, and, yeah, like he said, circumstances suck, but I'm glad he's still on the Cup Series. He's definitely mm-hmm. worthy of a ride. I mean, he literally was the golden child before Chris Bell. Yeah. yeah, Bell is the golden <laughs> child, and Ty Gibbs literally exists. Yep. It's like, yep. you know, yep. this is... It's just kind of... You know, I think more things are going to fall into Gibbs's lap, considering Truex and Hamlin are getting old, and Kyle yeah. Busch oh. will eventually want to retire when he's like 50. So, I mean... Yeah. You know, there's things that are going to fall in lap. Eric Jones just kind of got Matt Kenseth kind of the way that he yeah. got in. So it's the like, curse of that 20 car. The curse of having four <laughs> the four car rule. It's it's just really not fair at this point. Get it? Get rid of it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, next one up, Brandon Jones to the 19 again. <laughs> well, I I'll just start with this because I'm the Brandon Jones hardo in the <laughs> on the podcast here. But I will say we said it last week. This is a good move for JGR. I think this is a great move for Brandon because less competition next year, depending on what happens with drivers moving up potentially. But I mean, you know, do what you gotta do. He has the cup money. He absolutely can move up to cup if he wants to. Whether or not he actually does depends on what he's gonna do in Xfinity. He might be the next Justin Allgaier. We don't know. I will say happy for him and happy to root on that 19 on Saturdays. Yeah, I'm, honestly, he proved me wrong over the last year and a half. So I was originally a huge critic of him, but now I've kind of swapped and I'm like, you know what? He's a good lifer. If you move up the cup, then so be it. But he always has a home and Xfinity at this point. You could see him in that 96 mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah, he could definitely float up the ride with his money. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Alrighty. Um, yeah, like. We know how happy I am for Brandon Jones to still be in the sport. Yeah, good guy. Great talent. Yeah. Can't wait to see awesome how guy. he progresses even more. All right. Uh, probably the biggest surprise, and this is weird to say, but Justin Haley's keeping his spot in the 11 car. Yeah, okay. So that's weird. And I'm sorry to cut you off there, Nate, or not even cut you off, just not even let you go yet. I just got to say that's weird <laughs> considering how they've been doing their advertising. Like, <laughs> they fooled us all. Like- like, oh like make it look God, like Almondinger's yeah. getting it. Like, wh- why is AJ so happy? Like, <laughs> what is he not? Like, oh, I'm not running full time. I'm kind of getting cucked out of this ride. Yep. All right. Awesome, guys. <laughs> I don't think Haley was ready for Cup, though, uh, at all. No. But, I mean, He's a Cup winner. Okay. Oh, my no. God. Got me there. <laughs> doesn't even count. <laughs> That's a technicality. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm happy for him. I think he's definitely um, outperforming the equipment. I mean, it's not that they're a bad team. But it's not that they're what everyone hypes him up to be as well. So, I mean, he's getting what he can out of him. So, I mean, if he can make the round of eight next year again, that would be good enough. I think it's Agreed. championship four bust at this point. I mean, he's All got play trucks. Yeah, my my philosophy is, good, like, good kid. Um, good talent. Happy for him. Not sure he's ready for cup yet, despite him being uh, a cup series winner. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it is what it is. I, I'm curious to see where Almendinger, what his situation is, whether he gets that 10 car full time or if he keeps running part time in the 16. Whoever gets a 10, that's still unknown. So, so we'll Almondinger. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say that's that's it. 
if Almendinger is looking so happy in all these like promos and stuff, I would really like to think he's either 16 or 10 full time next year. I mean, I don't know. It just depends on branding. It depends on branding what they want to do. But yeah, I would would really love to see Almendinger full time next year. Who wouldn't? Yeah, he's he's such a fun driver. I loved him when he was in Cup. I rooted for him when he was in IndyCar. That's just showing my age a little bit. But like, you know, he's he's a fun. He's a nice. He's a fun, nice, interesting guy that really, when he wins, like it, it's it's vibes to the whole crowd. Everyone feels a win from him. Yep. Like all of social yeah. media, it's it's really it's really a celebration. So I'm really hoping for the best for that guy. Um, Kevin, we're we're missing something here. I think there's some news that happened this week that uh, some silly season stuff. I was, I think, gonna get to it. I, I hope you're going to get I had it. one more next. So um, our, our last one, unless I'm completely missing something, uh, Haley Deegan will be full-time in the Truck Series next year. Was that it? No, it wasn't. But, I mean, oh, I, oh <laughs> Kevin, who called this two months ago? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> I think we said it on the podcast, like, multiple times. All she had to do was make her debut at, at Kansas or Texas, and she's in full-time next year. So she's in the seventeen. I just, or the 15. They have a car number yet. Well, I would assume it's either going to be a rebranded number or the 17. And I, I'm sure it's going to look fucking awesome because, I mean, the, the monster cars always look so good. So, yeah. I mean, good for Haley. I hope she performs well. She didn't really do much in ARCA this year, but that's not saying no, much yeah. considering the fact that ARCA was dominated by two drivers and someone named Brett Holmes ended up winning the championship. But uh, we'll Ward M. Eagle, later. baby. Yeah, Wardham Eagle, right? Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Haley's going to, you know, she might get a couple top tens. I don't think she's going to set the world on fire yet. I no. think she's only 19. She just turned 19. Yeah. Okay. I feel like when she's 20, 21 is when she's going to really start putting it together because she still drives like a pissed off teenager. And she's done a better job of not doing so she that is. so much in Arca. Yeah, she'll still like wreck you if, like, you know, she feels like you're in her way. <laughs> She's done a better job of not doing that so much in ARCA just because they're racing on faster tracks. But at short tracks, she's kind of a missile. And if she can get better at turning herself into a driver that can nudge you out of the way rather than just full-on wreck you, then, yeah, I think that she could be awesome. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm also interested in, um, you know, seeing what the DGR Crossley does as a whole, I, I feel like, you know, if the team Agreed. decides to get better. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was way longer than 30 seconds. I apologize. <laughs> But, yeah, I guess I'll say the same thing about Deegan. I mean, I think at some point, if she can start showing results, it'll be really good because the ARCA definitely left a lot to be desired. So, mm-hmm. But then again, I mean, the ARCA is not the fairest judgment of a driver. So yeah. I guess I'll have to wait and see what she does in trucks before I make, like, an actual judgment on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my thoughts are, I think the Haley Deegan 2020 hype train peaked during speed weeks when she got that second place finish and she was just just there the whole time um i mean everyone was head over heels for her and i feel like i don't know if it was the break with corona or her results in arca i feel like it kind of died off so i'm excited to see it get back on track uh hopefully next year early on mm-hmm. Alrighty, anthony what was i missing because i'm very confused right now well, there was someone who's uh, not been racing this year, kind of taking a vacation period, and uh, someone's been reinstated in the NASCAR. For yeah, this year. I was, I was going to say that for the end because I wanted to put it in this one, but we haven't had an official announcement on which uh, <laughs> five car. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, where he's yeah, going. wow, oh, Kevin. Uh, 
Yeah, I think I'm good. That was weird. We're caught. Yeah, huh. dude, that that almost sounded like a, a hot take. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know I what mean, you're hearing. I, I, I mean, it's technically silly season news, Kevin. And I think arguably, if you only live on Twitter like I do, the biggest news of the week, really. Because, I mean, Briscoe oh, yeah. getting announced to the 14 went completely under the radar that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so, excited. Yeah, that is true. Personally, so. Listen, I think that I've been very open about my position on Kyle Larson. So, honestly, him being reinstated isn't really a surprise to me at this point. He's, no. he's done what he needed to do. Now, do people need to forgive him? I don't really care if you do or not. I personally am never going to root for the guy like I used to. You know, if he wins, he probably will win if he's in an HMS. Let's be real. That's a, yeah. He's going to be in a rocket ship. <laughs> I, I mean, good for him. It's, it's, it's not really about, like, you know, the fact that you can't prevent him from winning ever again. It's just, you know, it, it's a shitty thing that happened. And I hate that, you know, it affected so many people in, in such a negative way because of, you know, just how he, it, it happened. Yeah. But, I mean, Larson has done uh, his job of trying to, you know, get back into the sport, fix his image as much as he can. And I mean, if you choose to forgive him, awesome. If you don't, that's your choice also. I mean, that's, you know, I don't, I chose, I still hate Joey Logano for breaking Denny Hamlin's back in 2013. So I am a vengeful little shit, okay? I'm a very vengeful little shit. So honest to God, you know, it it just depends how you want to be about it. But I mean, I will say the rumors of Larson going to the five or whatever. I mean, Larson to the 88's been going crazy, so I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I will think, say, I would like him to be like the way Kurt Busch had to come back in the sport, where it was like the 51 to the 78, then a good ride, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I don't, I mean, Hendrick would be foolish not to try and get him on board, but oh, Hendrick yeah, also I mean, really wants Gragson moved up. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, personally, we'll, we'll I don't condone what he did, obviously. Of course. Never will, but I think at this point it's about what he can do to make it right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Michael Vick. I mean, he did something bad, but at the end of the day, he redeemed himself. And, you know, people don't have yeah. to forgive him for it, but he did his job, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, man. It's a good good comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as a Larson fan, before everything went, down. I don't think he'll be my number one again. I think Briscoe is going to be that yeah, guy. Um, Reddick also is up there. All these guys with dirt backgrounds are just funny because I've only been to one dirt race in my entire life. <laughs> you um, did one more than I have. But I guess the driving style, I just really like yeah. and their personalities. But yeah, I mean, he's even like meeting him like in Talladega last year. He's he's one of those guys where it's like, oh, cool. But he wasn't like super hyped up or like even wanted to be there type of thing like other yeah, guys he didn't really look like he wanted to be there but he was there and he was chill yeah he, we'll, he was we'll give him that so he was drinking a little bit with boyer and denny happy for him i can't wait for the official announcement in the twitter shit storm that'll be a fun day oh my oh, god boy. that's gonna be yeah. all righty enough enough from the nascar silly season let's transition a little bit to f1 because we have some spicy rumors going stuff. down right now with yeah. in terms of the <laughs> schedule stuff. In terms of drivers, but especially the drivers, first things first, it's I, I actually I don't even know where it'll be where we begin, but I think Hulkenberg to Red Bull's probably yeah, the biggest I'd rumor. Like, this, I'd like that. Yeah, this was popping up last yeah. week when I was watching the Nurburgring race and I I heard about it. I was like, Oh, okay, I guess we just don't like Gasly or Albon at all. 
I mean, I think Red Bull Especially is a serviceable number two at this point. You know, it doesn't have to be a world beater, but somebody like Hulkenberg that can just Someone who can win get a, a decent finish and not be, what, seven-tenths behind Max and qualifying every week. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the perfect counterpart if he does end up going there for what signs is going to be for Leclerc at Ferrari. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping – I mean, like, everyone's on that Hulkenberg podium hype train now, so I hope it happens. Um I don't know if I'm thrilled with it happening at the expense of Albon because it sounds like the rumors are if he's if he get if he gets kicked out of Red Bull he might be kicked out of the sport. Um, yeah, he's gonna have which, a hard time finding a ride. I mean, I, yeah. didn't he race in like Formula E or something before he got called up to F1? Yeah, he, he, no, he was, he like was, was F two. Are we talking about Albon? Albon. Yeah, he did like one Formula, Formula E race. I could have swore, but uh, I, I guess might I'll be wrong. I'll so. double check it on race. I thought he can't. I thought he went from straight from. Uh, F2 to like F1. F2, FE, F1. I don't know, but like, I don't know where I heard it from, to be honest. So, <laughs> well, we'll see. Also, okay. Other than that, we have a rumor that Haas might have a completely different lineup change. Apparently, it's like all but confirmed that Grosjean well, there's and, where Albon goes. <laughs> and that is center out. But no, it's going to be bought by some Russian guy. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a huge story. Like, and then what, they're, they're like, Mazapin? Yeah. Mazepin? That kid is uh, And then they're going to bring in another rookie, and it might be Schumacher, and, or it might be Schwartzman, or maybe Illot, or whatever the guy's name yeah. is. De, All, De, De one De of the Ferrari guys. De Bruyne. De Vries, uh, that's it. I'm, oh, De Vries. He's, he's in Formula D. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's in that Formula E now? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Well, it's, yeah, never, so that's, it's never too late to come over. <laughs> What else do we have? We have probably the, the, the rumor that caught me most off guard, which I would be absolutely heartbroken if it happened, was uh, Russell being George Russell, even though he's out-qualified his teammates, what, 30 to nothing in his every single race. He has yet to lose. Um, also, has yet Mike to get kicked points. out. Yes, this well, is true. Well, he's a win. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike get kicked out of his Williams seat in favor for someone with money, whether it be a Sergio Perez or a... Someone else. I don't know. I would be very upset to yeah, see Sergio Perez yeah. just going down to Williams because Sergio is an actual good driver and he'll never he, he'll never be I seen again. See gain from that, like I mean, they already have a pay driver in Latifi, so why do they like More one? Money. Why do they need two and two? <laughs> well, and I am Perez really want to go there. owned by many people, and I want More money. Mm-hmm. That's why, literally why it. Just put an IndyCar. Well, if Williams moves to IndyCar, I mean, that would actually be pretty <laughs> sick. They could actually compete for wins and not spend yeah, no, any money. Nice. It's perfect for them. Why doesn't Williams just go to IndyCar? Yeah. I figured so, it out. <laughs> I solved the and, problem. Yeah, so there, there's just a lot going on right now. Uh, I, I think what I heard is some stuff is going to be announced this weekend at Portugal, so keep an eye out for that on the next episode. Oh, that's this weekend. I thought that they were racing at San, um, San Marino this weekend. Next weekend. Okay, uh, someone yeah. has given me an, a false schedule, obviously. All right, well, speaking of the F1 schedule, the last thing I wanted to touch on before we preview this upcoming weekend is some rumblings right now are coming out about the 2021 schedule mm-hmm. of F1, and I have seen a couple reports saying Brazil might be out, like, for good, or at least really for bad. the... Mm. Which, would, yeah, because Interlagos is such a good track. It's and then such a fun race. Of all places, because of course Saudi Arabia might get a, oh uh, a street race. Oh, of course, you gotta love the street circuits with uh, ninety yeah. degree corners, no flow. Right. 
Well, apparently, okay, I will give a little defense to Saudi Arabia, which is something that I've literally never said before in my life. Um, the really? reason that they're doing a street race there is because I think 2023, they're actually going to have a purpose-built circuit. And I don't know if you guys have Good. seen it. Look up, look up Saudi F1 circuit. That shit looks like just a massive theme park with an F1 track in the middle. It's like it goes under swimming pools. There's roller coasters running alongside of it. It oh looks amazing. Wow. Yeah, you <laughs> definitely get that a peep. Uh, so that's why they're getting it, just to have a, a solid footing in Saudi Arabia. So Damn, son, that looks sick. Yeah. The track goes under a swimming pool. Yeah, it's sick. I, I It's a Six Flags at a F1 track in Saudi Arabia. I mean, damn, dude. That yeah. actually looks freaking sick. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so dude, if that could... screw the Miami GP. Do that <laughs> instead. <laughs> right. right. I will say, I mean, the, the money over there, it obviously talks. I mean, that's how mm-hmm. they got the World Cup in uh, 2022, technically speaking. So actually, Is Qatar that would be... in Saudi Arabia? Qatar is its own country. Okay, I was yes. going to say. But you mean that just part of the world? I'm, no, the World Cup's in Saudi Arabia, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, okay. Yeah, and this track is not in Qatar. What are you talking about? No, Qatar, Anyways. the World Cup's in Qatar. Okay, well, you know, now I'm going to have to edit this whole thing out if you're right. Because <laughs> I'm not going to look that stupid on this podcast. I will say Anyways, that. Anthony does not know geography. Um, <laughs> but besides that, there's rumors out there that Australia might be pushed back to October, but they always they also really want to have the uh the season opener like they usually do but it would kind of look weird because of 12 hours of bathurst just got canceled like two days ago which is around that same time so we'll see um that'll apparently be out in the next coming couple of weeks uh so we'll we'll see how that all works out any additional thoughts on that nate well, not really. I mean, other than Interlagos, I'm going to miss that track if it's gone, just yeah. because yeah. we're losing so many good tracks. And I mean, nothing against the street circuit, but at what point there's too many of them, you know? Right. Well, what do we have like, right I now? Wouldn't Technically, Melbourne's a street circuit. Baku, Baku Monaco, Monaco, Singapore, Vietnam. Vietnam. Like, I mean, it's not like the number that's a problem. It's just that they're all similar. Like, there's only so much you can do with them. Like, you can't really make them flow when they're just 90 degrees. Monaco, there's nothing like Monaco in the world, so you get that out of your mouth real quick. <laughs> Monaco's I mean, there not, to stay. I not that we like to Monaco. Yeah. I mean, Monaco's clearly a different animal. Yeah. I mean, and going back to Vietnam, they, um, I, I got to give Vietnam absolute credit right now because they canceled a race that wasn't even going to happen anyways uh, four I just days ago. Yeah. <laughs> they officially canceled their 2020. They were like, we we canceled, and everyone's like, you're you're still here. They were holding out for that New Year's <laughs> Eve Grand Prix. No, good for them. Honestly, I was hoping <laughs> that something would happen. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm reading, I'm looking at an uh, article right now that says 23 races possible with Melbourne opening the season. I mean, you know, if we're adding more tracks and circuit next year, I'm definitely for it. I don't really want more street circuits either. But I don't. Oh, Russia's another street circuit. I don't really hate street circuits so much because i mean baku is a crazy race i think singapore would have been a crazy race if we were actually did it um you know that is a that is a long ass straight away yeah uh, that that we would have been able to see some wacky racing on um i don't know definitely definitely waiting to see what happens before i give more of a opinion on it because as I, a I fan I'm not going to be disappointed with more races. Yeah, more F1 races, races. Would be awesome. Yeah. I guess my yeah. sleep will not like it, but whatever. 
but yeah, you do got to feel for all the the people involved. Not to say, I mean, they're li- most of them are living their lives doing what they love, but like that's a lot, especially with traveling internationally. That's a lot of weekends yeah. away from the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Alrighty. Um. Let's let's preview this upcoming weekend. I feel like we got our first, maybe only second weekend where there's an F1 IndyCar and Cup Series race on the same day. Yeah. So this is the IndyCar finale. Yes. Oops, well, Kevin, I got some bad news. Oh, boy. I'm not going to the race anymore. Oh, no. What happened? Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to Orlando next week. So uh, unless I, unless I leave really early on Sunday, I'm probably going to miss the race altogether. What time well, is, is green flag for that? I think 2.30. Well, well, that does unfortunately suck now. You only have to wait like four more months until they open the season for 2021. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, see you right I'm around right. the corner. If I leave like at, at, at nine in the morning, maybe I could make it over to St. Pete by noon. So it probably mm. wouldn't be that bad. I don't know. I have to figure that out. But yeah. yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to trying to figure out that schedule. I mean, we got Portugal this weekend. So I've never seen Portugal before in my life. And I'm actually not going to look up any videos of it. I'm just going to wait until coaster. the race happens. Yeah. That's... Oh, my God. Yeah. Elevation change. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, uh, is it going to be any different from Spain with the dirty air? It's Eesh. like, it's weird because the layout's mm-hmm. like Spain. But it's it... like a lot of high speed corners. It doesn't yeah, look like, like it... it'll race like Spain. We'll, we'll see. I'm going to just look up what it actually it looks like. I'm not going to look up any videos. I hope to God it doesn't race like Spain. <laughs> it, it looks very similar, I will say. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that'll be interesting because it's just a new race. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn one looks like it'd probably be a better passing opportunity, though. Yeah. Um, the downhill breaking there, that's a lot of room for mistake because they're not really used to that mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got Texas this weekend, a, a, a track that I notoriously shit on constantly. So, Kevin, what do you, what, say alone. something nice about Texas for me. Um, Eddie Gossage is very nice in person. Okay, say something nice about the track, Kevin. Um, the facilities are great. Okay, okay, and that's the two nice things that we'll hear about <laughs> Texas. Now, as far as the racing goes, it's it, we we know what the racing is. We've known it since like 2017. What the racing is here since they've um, done the repave. I mean, at this point, what they need to do is just let like a thousand horses onto the track and just beat the shit out of the the, the surface and do like 60 laps or something around there. I don't know, just something ridiculous needs to happen to change the racing texture because it doesn't wear down tires. There's no multiple grooves and it's just yep. Austin Dillon won this race off pit strategy. I mean, still albeit holding off very good drivers, <laughs> but I mean, it's mostly yeah, wrecking, but... really painful to watch. Yeah. Eh, it, was, it was interesting. It was interesting. But, um, yeah. I'll give him that. But yeah, I think that after seeing that, I mean, it's totally possible we could get another situation where someone just, Puts their entire season on the line by staying out late, and it Kurt might Bush. not work out this time. Yeah, well, yeah, Kurt Busch definitely he has to. Yeah, I mean, as far as preview goes, I mean, I I can only say that we're hoping that uh, it it doesn't turn into too much chaos. But I think the years of the 2014, 2012, 2011, and 2009 type Texas races at the end of the season are just yeah. long behind us now. Agreed. I don't know. Agreed. I want to get back to St. Pete for a second because you completely yeah, shit on my moment. Um, what I'm going to my first IndyCar race this, ever. This oh, that weekend. is your first IndyCar race. I'm yeah. Sorry. 
Yeah, I thought you've so been I've, one before. I'm, I'm getting the pleasure of helping out uh, with that race, putting it on all three days the whole weekend, and I'll be there on Sunday for my first IndyCar race. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's me and Nathan's hometown race. Have you ever been to a St. Pete Grand Prix? Uh, yeah, I actually have. I think 2013 was the first time I was there. No, 2012. Sorry, 2012. Okay. Oh, you're down here. I didn't even notice. Nice. Yeah, um, he's fr- he he grew up in the seven two seven, just like me. That's why. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, I just moved down here or up here. So, but I lived here for a year prior. I was just like, okay, I want to move back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we. Uh, it is a cool racetrack, Kevin. You are gonna appreciate oh, I know. how how where cool you, it is. Where did you sit uh, when you went there, Nathan? So, oh, yeah, I Nathan. remember sitting you know where like the dolly museum is right oh yeah yeah the left hand corner like right after that i don't remember the number of the turn it was like it's it's like like in the back half of the track i know what you're talking it's like right before the little uh it's like where the dan weldon memorial is yes Yes. like it's a heavy braking zone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i did not get to explore that much of the track last year i just stayed on the front straightaway and found the bar over by the final corner and then i hung out in the garage at the end see every corner from where you're sitting so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was mostly just, just kind of watching the tvs yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that i can make my way over to turn one for either the start or the rest or like the final laps just because i know that's a, a great passing zone oh, a lot of shit happens okay, there okay, yeah um, we had what 2018 Wickens and Rossi get oh, into it mm-hmm, and yeah, Bordet stole the win and oh. I, I think a couple years back, we had someone like flip turn one lap one there. Wasn't it Will Did Power? Weldon or something? I forget Weldon who it was. No, not Weldon. It was like Marco Andretti. Or... Probably Marco Andretti. He flips a lot. Gotta be Marco. Yes, that does yeah. sound like a Marco Andretti <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm so wait, excited. Are you working the race or? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. you'll be done working like during the middle of the race. Potentially. I'm, I'm trying to figure out my everything like to the minute so I'll, yeah. i will definitely keep you updated with that and uh <laughs> definitely some good picks will be posted from our twitter account yeah because that's been happening every single week oh, of course <laughs> listen man you have the password for the account you are i know i just don't do it that to much. use it <laughs> you are more than welcome to use it at any time instead of letting right. me do all the tweeting i'm gonna let methy start doing that i'm gonna get right. a job <laughs> okay, okay um back to texas so the way we usually do this nate is we have a system of our picks we have a point system we have three more races anthony how much are you up by right now over everyone? yes <laughs> yes so anthony's absolutely blowing everyone out of the water this year but what we do we pick a dark horse who is someone okay. um outside the playoffs who could you know potentially sneak a top mm-hmm. 10 you're not allowed or a to win, pick austin dillon or, or a win or cole custer anymore <laughs> yeah um, we actually both picked, or Anthony picked uh, Cole Custer, Custer, yeah. and I was like, wow, we'll never get a dark horse win again, and then literally next week I got picked Austin Dillon, and he won Texas. So that was fun. Um, and then we'd do a sleeper, someone, you know, who's like kind of like mm-hmm. a Blaney Jones, who's good but not great right. uh, type of thing, and then our favorite. Uh, so okay. with being the guest, I am going to give you the the first choice. All right, so I just start with the uh, dark horse. Dark horse, correct. Yeah, just, just the dark right. horse. I now. guess I he's kind of fringe between dark horse and sleeper. I mean, he's not in the playoffs, so I picked Almarola as a dark horse, just because he led. We're, okay, so laps. the way we're doing it is like playoffs, like in terms of made it. Uh, yeah, round of sixteen drivers. Yeah, yeah. Also, like Eric okay, Jones so is kind of a sleeper, not a dark horse, but that's besides so I'll that. I'll put Almarola yeah. for sleeper then. Yes. Okay, so I'll go. So I have to go outside the playoffs. 
Correct. Yeah, just this is not mm. someone who's going to win the race, but like could get a yeah, top 10. Yeah, I guess. I, so I guess I'm going to go with, uh, <laughs> I guess I'd go with Bell, to be honest with you. Okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's a great well in Kansas, and I think Toyota's great probably going to put a little more emphasis on him because mm-hmm. he's in their car next year and he's done a lot better in my own house recently. So I think if everything goes right, I think Bell would probably be the guy to steal a top 10. And if pit strategy happens, he could steal a top five. Okay, I actually have to try because Alex is texting me his numbers every week and it's giving me anxiety. <laughs> he texted me this week and he said, like, out of nowhere, he's like, plus 36 if you are in counting playoff picks, solid points. Today. I was like, oh, it's going to beat Damn. Me. So I actually have to try. Um, I'm going to take Reddick. Just because That's he finished fair. second there. I have to, I have to try. Like, I can't just do sneaky, oh, it's John Hunter Nemechek. Like, no, I actually have to, like, do douchebag picks. <laughs> so, Kevin, who's your dark horse? I was actually going to go with Reddick as well. We try not to repeat picks here, but I already have that in my head. Like you said, he finished second there. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, at this point, I'm going for a championship. I'm not, I don't care what anyone else picks. I'm not being kind. I want to win this championship because I swear, mm-hmm. if Alex wins it only having been on like three episodes this year, I, I don't even know what to do at that point. I have to let him like host <laughs> the entire episode. Right. It's like, no, I don't want, I want to win. It's my league. About that. All right, Nathan. Fancy. Nathan, you did mention Almirola. Do you want to keep that pick? I I think I'm going to keep the pick for the sleepers, okay. honestly. Good just pick. because he led, I would, if I had to guess, probably like over 20 laps in the spring race of Texas, summer race, whatever. But mm-hmm. And when he was on that crazy streak, he's been good at the mile and a half. So, I mean, the last fall Texas race, he ran top three for a majority of the last stage, and then a caution kind of caught him out. So, if anyone could steal something, I think it's him. Fair. Mm-hmm. Great pick. So, Kevin, or or no, do I go? You can go. Okay, so I'm taking a risk here because I don't think he's really shown a lot at mile and a half other than the beginning of the season, but I, I think Bowman really needs to, you know, he has to consider pointing himself in because it's still a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like a good top five run for Bowman can really put him in the conversation when it comes to Martinsville. I don't remember if Bowman is good at Martinsville or not, but I know that he has the potential to be really good at these mile and a half. And I go back to Charlotte, um, which I know he didn't finish well, but he ran really well. Oh, and yeah. he definitely can, he definitely can get himself in a position if, you know, pit strategy works out right. Greg Ives gives him the right call, which I mean, even saying that out loud sounds stupid now that I think about it. So <laughs> I'll, I'm I'm gonna go with the risky Bowman sleeper pick. All right, I'm gonna stay with the B alliteration as we usually do on this podcast. Um, like I did last week, my sleeper's gonna be Ryan Blaney. It worked out last week. I mean, I feel like since he's gotten eliminated, he's been running a lot better, which is kind of ironic. Um, I guess that pressure's off or whatever, and he's he's been good at Texas, so. I don't see why Blaney can't uh, seal the deal this week and seal seal a victory. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. I I I'm gonna probably not count on that. Uh, <laughs> Alrighty, and your favorite, Nathan. You know that was a tough one because I was split between Harvick and Blaney mm-hmm. for the favorite. I mean, I know he's a spoiler, but I, he led like 150 or so laps, and yeah. But I'll still go with Harvick, even though he wasn't as strong as Blaney. I mean, he still runs strong there every year, and he's won three in a row, and. He's good at the races where there's track position. 
And I honestly think if he gets out front, he's not going to get passed, like, at all. Unless yep. a caution comes out and has weird strategy. <laughs> yeah, right. I just don't think a good car like him, if they get out front, there's no hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Yeah, good pick. <laughs> and uh, so my favorite. Yes. Man, I, I, can we come back to this? Yeah, Kevin, can you just go in front of me? For sure. So this one took a lot of soul-searching. And then I kind of looked at the trends and I said, wait, it's the fall Texas race. Kevin Harvick's winning it, guys. He's won the last three of them. Of course he's going to win it. <laughs> no question. He's definitely okay. winning this race. <laughs> well, since you're going to be lazy, Nathan, with your pre- yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are very original with your picks. I love it. I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. then. Who's never um, won at Texas? Who's never won Garbage Texas. pick. It's almost like you're tanking, Anthony. I'm not tanking. I'm taking <laughs> risks. Because Alex is going to pick Kevin Harvick as well. <laughs> I know what Alex is going to do. Alex, I looked at my picks from last week, and, and Alex picked freaking um, – I picked Harvick Almirola Bell. He picked Harvick Boyer Bell. It's like he's just stealing my picks. Yep. I, I, yep. I know what he's doing, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with – um. With MTJ, I know it's obviously the fall Texas race, and it's it's almost a meme at this point. But it's the same thing with Harvick at the fall Phoenix race years ago. Yes, he dominated for so long, but lately Harvick has not won at Phoenix. So yeah, you're maybe right. maybe the the tone is shifting. Maybe you know maybe he doesn't win at Texas, or maybe I'm an idiot. He's going to lead 300 laps, and I'm going to be absolutely <laughs> dog shit out of hope going into Phoenix at this point. At least I have Logano in the championship four, and I do have that right, so I will at least get bonus points for that. That's fair. And Alex did not get bonus points for that. I only got 10 bonus points last week, by the way. I didn't get any of the round of 12 correct except for Kyle Busch. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, predicting MTJ to get eliminated in like the round of 12 might have done that. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Kevin, round out the field for me. Yeah, so rounding out the field, just kind of stuff that we missed over the last week. Um, Tim Richmond's ARCA car, not not the ghost of, of Tim Richmond, the other Tim Richmond. ARCA yes. car got stolen, and as of 10 minutes ago, has just been found. Okay, good. Yeah, I was going to say, this <laughs> seems to be a, a recurring thing that kind of happens. I, I don't know what... I don't know no, actually, like a couple of the smaller teams, like whether it be ARCA or Trucks or maybe one of the lower Xfinity Series teams, have had their shit stolen this year. It, it seems to happen like every other year. I, I feel like I read one of these stories... I don't know. It's it's really strange. Yeah. Um, um, also coming out, we have another Earnhardt in this world. We have Nicole yes. Earnhardt, the second child of Dale Jr. and Amy. So congratulations to Dale them. I on the sex uh, two yeah. weeks last week. So nice. Once again, congrats on the sex. Very nice. Um, got the Larson reinstatement, all that. Um Aren't you happy? We really, there's sooner. there's so much that happened this week. We really did yeah. kind of hit it all. Um, one thing we kind of did miss a little bit when talking about Omdinger says he is uh, potentially going to run some cup races next year with colleagues. So I guess colleague might be fielding a cup car just for the road course races because now we got six of them. So that'll be cool to see. Uh, kind of the the return of a road course ringer, the road course dinger, whatever you want to call him. I would definitely like to see Almondinger run uh, road courses next year in Cup, but I mean, it just depends on, I guess, his schedule. We'll 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 see what happens with the expanding schedule if they're going to run all the road courses as well. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I do Alrighty, love, I, I do love Cup Series uh dinger. Yep. All right. Anything else to add? Because I think that's about it for running out the field. Four last week, four of us picked Kevin Harvick to win. You were the only one who picked Hamlin, Kevin. Thank you. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, even, <laughs> the, yeah even the guest picker that we had, Sheesh. Connor Connor Bloom and shouts out Coids for coming on. Um, picked Harvick as well. And I mean, just looking at this, it's it's I just pick, pick. like all the dark horses: Bell, Reddick, Bell, Bell, John Hunter, Nemechek. Guess who picked Nemechek? By the way, Oof. you'll never guess who it was. Wow. Was it Matthew? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. Hey, all, all I'm saying is I picked Hamlin not because I thought he was going to win, because I know I was going to have two Dunny Hamlin fans on the podcast this week. It's a Thank jinx. you very don't, much. Don't hype him up. Don't hype him up. <laughs> it's a jinx. We got to listen. Gotta man, we are definitely. It's it, it. It feels like there's a knot in our stomach, and it's like it, it's just painful yeah. thinking about the scenarios until it happens. Like oh I thought last God, year's yeah. Phoenix was going to be stressful. It's like nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. I knew he was going to have speed. I think it's just like I know a caution is going to come out with like <sighs> 10 laps to go. He's going to have a massive lead, and then something's going to go wrong in the pits. Or First game hard says pit now. Like, oh, <laughs> please don't, please don't, please don't. Because I know, you know, I, I, I know I what trust happens. Gamehart more than I trust guys like, um, oh, man, Elliot's crew chief is, is escaping me for some reason. Gustafson. Yeah. Gustafson. I trust, I trust Gamehart <laughs> more than him. I trust Gamehart right. more than a lot of crew chiefs. Yeah. So, and all right. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Last, last two things. First of all, James Busher is back. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. I completely forgot about that. James Busher is going to win this race. <laughs> so that came out of nowhere. And also, Dude. probably the biggest one. Shout out to our buddy Noah, who has been on the podcast before, mm-hmm. who has officially designed a car driven by Jimmy Johnson this weekend at Texas. Yeah, I haven't been able to announce this one officially for like weeks, but I mean, talking to him, it's been like, been working it out, working it out, and it's like, I know that it was going to happen sooner or later, and when I finally saw the scheme, I was just blown away, I was like, man, this is so awesome for him, I'm really happy for for Noah, Um, shouts out Lefty out there, you know, we still love you out, and uh, you know, Super, super excited that you're getting to do this for your hero. Like, I yeah. mean, if I got to paint a car for like Randy Jones or Ward Burton or something like that, <laughs> like yeah. I'd lose my mind. That would be awesome. But yeah, I mean, talented, talented young kid, and now he's getting uh, the exposure he deserves because he should have had his debut happen at Dega, and yep. it, you know, now it's even better. I think, in my opinion, I think it means more now, especially with his favorite driver. More. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. shouts out Lefty, man. That's awesome. Um, I don't really have anything else to say other than this is going to be the last full weekend of racing um, for her, for 2020. And I have to say, rough. Thank, thank God 2020 is almost over. The, the physical right. year is dead. We did it. Nothing bad ever <laughs> happens after January 1st, after a bad year. <laughs> um, Guys, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. We are literally on every streaming surface. If you go to Google and type in left turns and loud noises, you can find us on all the platforms. We aren't on YouTube yet. Yet is the keyword. I am trying to figure out how to get us on there. We might be doing some off-season vlogs and maybe getting ready to do a Daytona thing. Um, We'll see how that goes. So keep that in mind. And make sure to check out our partners at Stadium Scene TV. At stadiumscene.tv, you can check out a bunch of new podcasts, videos, 
blog, content creators, everything like that from sports like lacrosse, baseball, basketball, football is in full swing. And of course, your favorite racing podcasters here at LTLN. And make sure if you are a content creator of any sort that you check out their MVP network. We have gotten substantially more listeners. And shouts out to all you guys coming on to the podcast. I've been really bad slacking with getting episodes out. You guys are still listening to the crap that is a week late. And I really appreciate that. (laughs) Um, This episode will get out hopefully by the end of today. I'm going to go to my friend's place to go print some stuff out and grab dinner. Um, So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, guys, make sure to check out stadiumscene.tv. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at LTLN Podcast. Uh, do you have anywhere for them to follow, Nate? Uh, yes, I do, actually. Uh, my Twitter handle is the same as my Discord. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so it's BigMate11 underscore. And Instagram is the same handle as well. So be sure to follow those because uh, I'm definitely looking for exposure. Yeah, dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's definitely awesome to uh, finally put a name to the It's Denny Time 11 face. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> the first podcast, so it's definitely a learning experience. Yeah, yeah for sure. Really yeah, we, we just kind of come on here and just do whatever. Kevin Kevin has to yell at me occasionally. I have to yell at Kevin. It's a good time for us all. It's a good system. Yeah, if you know any other friends, uh, racing buddies from the 727 were, were born and raised, let them know about this. Yeah, 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 I definitely yeah. will. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't expecting it so far, but then I saw it. I'm like, you know what? I want to be on a podcast. So yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I don't know. Thank you so voice, much. But... Thank you so much for coming on, dude. So but yeah, thank uh, you guys. Until next time, I have been Anthony. I have been Kevin. And he has been Nate. Thank you guys. Yeah, awesome. yeah cool, you guys. cool. Bye. <laughs> that's usually how it goes. Love it. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, it's a good window into my persona. Great. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. And now, from high above the start-finish line at Ontario, here is Ken Squire. City block in less than a second. Who will take the lion's share of $180,000 as it roars into the first turn and they begin to shuffle down the back straight away. It is a two-car joust. And now pulls in to appropriate the lead. Into turn three, he fireballs his way into the lead. Goes out in front by one, two, three car lengths here. It is a game of improvisation being played its very best right now. All the leading car owners, the patrons of the art are here today. Talk about a choo-choo train. And look at that Oklahoma land rush back there. It is going to be a land rush to decide the Daytona 500. It's down to the inside every so often to scoop some fresh air into the automobile because the gauges begin to roll around and get red and rosy out there. The gauges just get red and rosy out there and you have to watch them all the time. Plunging car thrusting that machine back in front. Sticks it right in there out of turn number four. He may have shot his arrow a little too early here. Earnhardt retiring. The engine caves in on car number two. His car turning out to be a smoker, and that may indeed impair his health for this race. That is Donnie Allison, his engine erupting up here. Johnny Utzman hand grenades the engine. It detonates right at the start-finish line as the hopes of Johnny Utzman go up in smoke.
the engine tortured at car number 27 and beginning to give up. The heart of the car beginning to go. And now he begins to ache, he begins to hurt Mark. And you can see A.J. Foyt's red machine up against the wall, still smoldering a bit. But if they touch at 190 miles an hour, it's good night, nurse. We've had a rash of yellow fever here today. There you see the Marcus car coming in on the hook. Marcus hopes have evaporated today. As he comes around through where the Holocaust took place in turn number four. Following him, it is a Holocaust. Seven, eight, nine automobiles smashing Jody Ridley, crashing into the infield, spinning, splashing their way down the road. And his car slithering and sliding down into turn number four. Slipping, sliding through cars. And it shoot and scoot from here, David. Neil Bonnet, a stout and steady third out here. Allison resting beautifully in third. This is one beautiful driver. Laps beginning to unravel in this magnificent race. Getting some air, gobbling it up into car number 88 to keep the engine cool for that final assault. Burrow's about to make his assault on Donnie Allison. A kamikaze attack. We have our own Banzai pipeline here today, and it's the start-finish line of the Daytona Speedway. Like bullets, they propel themselves out of the corner. And here comes the avalanche, spilling down into the first turn. Now they peel off like a squadron of fighter planes through the slower Whoa. machines. Oh, Bonnet almost getting pushed out. Bonnet comes to the inside in a slower car. Look at Bonnet looking for room. He can't find it. He's in the box. To move down. He is caught. He moves into the middle. He goes right through the buttonhole, through the eye of the needle. He's still trapped. Heavy traffic, beautiful driving. Draws a beat on the checkered flag as he storms out of turn number four at over 190 miles per hour.